All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Texans Bets. I am your host, James, joined by my friend, K-Dog. K- <laughs> K-Bag. Call me K-Bag. That's, that's In the streets, they call him K-Dog. At home, yeah. they call him K-Bag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin! Uh, all right, so we'll recap. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well. How you doing? Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy beginning Thanksgiving. to the uh, the the endless Christmas commercial season. Can't oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right around. That's here now. No, it's uh, here. Yeah, it's, I've already seen like you know it's the Mercedes Benzes that have a big red bow on them. With with like the these car companies have successfully set the expectation that normal people are supposed to give their spouses an entire car in a surprise with that car being outside in the snow with a red ribbon on it. It's it's a um, it's a particularly filthy thing that they've done because you know now now it's an expectation. Oh, I uh, so you didn't get Becky one? <laughs> not not this year. I gave it was the Lexus last year. I was thinking about a Mercedes this year, but you know, oh. it didn't work out. These yeah, these, bet, didn't. these bets didn't work out. <laughs> it's weird. It's it's almost as if like we're in the middle of an economic crisis and pandemic that you know I I just can't do it this year. I, yeah, I yeah, that's right. Yeah, wanted to. Anyway, wanted to. so let's let's talk about a way to potentially uh, make some money toward this uh, surprise uh, Mercedes-Benz. I think, you know, just just in recapping last week, last week we didn't po- post any um, any bets. Sorry about that. Just the short week kind of caught up with both of us. We realized on Tuesday night that, you know, the, the whole thing was pretty much sunk. But, you know, I, I probably would have advised taking the over, and the over sure, certainly would have hit. Um, so, you know, I feel good about that. I, I took the over personally, um, you know, and, and it was fine. You know the the spread would have been fine as well. I, you know, I I'm, I think looking toward this week though, I, I'm very confident or as confident as I can be, I would say in the over again. You can get it anywhere from fifty and a half to fifty one and a half. Um, you know, I still think that you know th- these are these are two kind of potent offenses cut coming into the you know coming into this play here, and it seems like Watson's hitting a stride. The only thing that might give anybody pause around the over is, you know, what, what James and I were talking about before we got on mic, which is the Will Fuller um, out out for the season because of PEDs. So, um, lots of lots of acronyms that are fucking fucking up NFL games, right? COVID nineteen PEDs. Um, but you know, this this was a, an interesting wrinkle to this already confusing and and somewhat disappointing Texan season. <laughs> what, what do you what do you think about this? Yeah, and I, I mean. Guess, yeah, no, not just you know. I'm, I'm, I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts on like it, what, how boneheaded this is, if it's or if you think it's a, not a real thing. But also, is losing the top receiver, you know, who is at least the top receiver the last couple of games, is that a real blow, or is Watson just going to spread it around and distribute those same amount of yards to other receivers? Do you think? I mean, anybody that says it's it, it's not a low, you know, something for that's going to be hard for him to overcome would just be lying. I mean, it is definitely. Um, it's definitely going to have its, uh, you know, issues come Sunday and probably moving forward. Um, it, Will Fuller is a dependable guy. You got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. You you left him with Will Fuller, who he's comfortable with and has a lot of chemistry with. But now he's gone. And for Christ's um, sake, he he was healthy, which was his big problem. He was healthy, and it was P- PEDs that brought him down this season. That's a that's a shame. You have to wonder why if that's if that's why he's healthy. Um, <laughs> I got hadn't thought. I, I just put two and two together as I was saying that out loud. I was like, uh, maybe yeah. maybe there's a a, a one for, a one for the reason here. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you know, honestly, I, I I still think this Texans team minus Will Fuller can still uh, put up points. You know, Deshaun is in his he's hit his stride. 
you know, it's a tough matchup though. The Colts defense is is uh, a tough defense to uh, to go up against. Uh, they've always given Deshaun problems. Deshaun's never lit up the Colts. Uh, they do a lot of different things coverage-wise that kind of disguise and and make things a little difficult on Deshaun. So, um, you know, they, they should be able to, you know, if they abandon the run game like they have the last two weeks and they just start to just go through the air and that's all they do, then, um, you know, there's no reason to think that Deshaun's not going to be able to put up some sort of points in some way. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the, the – the, the, the saddest I think I've seen you is a couple of years ago when we went downtown to Austin and we watched um, the, it was a, I think it was the, the wild card game or maybe the second round. It was a Colts, Colts Texans playoff game. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, I remember, and it, yeah. And, and, yeah. And the, the Texans were never in it. If, for some reason, it does seem like the Colts have the Texans number um, and they have historically. Not, not sure why, because as we saw last week, the Colts have some real flaws, right? I mean, they're, you know, they, they'd let up a ton of points, especially in the run game. I think the only thing you might say is that the Texans have no discernible run game. If you if you exclude uh, Watson's 25 yards last week against the Lions, I think they had around 50 yards as a team for, in rushing. So qu- quite a bit different than kind of the Derrick Henry experience. But I the, I guess the the reason why I feel pretty confident in the over is that I, again I think that Watson has hit his stride. The Colts can score in a decent amount if you look at their historics. It'll it'll it'll. You know, and and the historics around the Texans, the two combined will get up over the over pretty pretty easily. Um, it's not the lowest over, uh, you know, over under mark I've seen. You know, you know, lately NFC East games have been in the mid 40s. So, you know, at 50 and a half or 51 and a half, you know, you don't you don't love it as just in terms of where the over is. But I just I just I have a feeling that both of these defenses uh, will will get pretty gashed and that the the score will just drive up and up. That's that's my theory. And you know, of all the things that we bet on the Texans this year, betting overs and head hitting overs has has really been where where our money has been, if if you can call it that. Yeah, and I think one of the things I like the best about this game is that um, you know over the last two weeks, uh, turnovers have been a thing for this Texans defense. Which uh, leading up to the Patriots game, there there wasn't very many. I think it was a total of two uh, through week uh, nine. Um, and these last two weeks against the Patriots and against the uh, Lions, they've 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 gotten their fair share of turnovers. And when you look at the Colts and you look at Philip Rivers, he's been a turnover machine his entire life. He's definitely older. He doesn't look like the same guy. He's definitely hitting his stride as well. But um, so that that gives short field advantage to uh, to Deshaun. Um, he still has weapons, and you know Jordan Akins, uh, who is the the up and coming tight end that people are starting to pay attention to, and Brandon Cooks and Duke Johnson. So there's still options here, and um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we were able to put up at least thirty. Yep, yeah. So you know, just a, a couple of stats here that just might interest everybody. One is is that the Houston has averaged twenty four point four points a game across the season, um, but since uh, O'Brien got canned. They've been averaging twenty, almost twenty-seven, so twenty-six point nine, and that includes that that seven-point game against Cleveland. So if you throw that out, I mean, you're really talking about the thirties here pretty easily in terms of what what Houston's been doing, at least after after O'Brien has uh, left the team. the The Indianapolis has, has averaged twenty-seven and a half points a game. You know, so if you add that to around thirty, you you feel like you have a, a decent cushion on the over at you know fifty and a, fifty and a half or fifty one and a half. So again, that's that's my gambler's math to get me to the over. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of different ways. And you also got to look at the way that we struggle against the run game uh, and just the passing game against uh, running backs as well. I mean, the Colts do that really well. You know, they put up. 
They put up, I think it was almost 30 last week in a blowout against the Titans. So um, I, I would definitely take the over on this game. 51 yep, cool. just seems to be a little bit too low. Yeah. So let's talk about the the spread. The spread started at three and a half. Um, it moved to two and a half briefly. So this is uh, Houston at plus three and a half. So three and a half point underdogs or Houston at plus two and a half. So two and a half point underdogs. It's now sitting right at three. Um, you know, I, I like it. I, I like all these numbers. Um, I like, you know, obviously three or three and a half better than two and a half, just because that magic number, the three is involved, um, that, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about on repeatedly on this website, three, seven, 10. These are the numbers you want to drive through if you're, if you're betting on either side of the ball. Um, and so, you know, one of the, the things I think this week is to not take the, the two and a half, um, if that's what's on offer, if it's three, I would briefly consider it. Um, but I think two and a half is a stay away. And I, I'll be honest, three and three and a half are probably also stayaways for me. Just I, I, th- again, Colts seem to have the Texans number. You can go and buy yourself some points and use the alternative line at seven and a half. That's, that's where I would have landed. I was thinking to myself, you know, uh, I, I want a full touchdown here. Um, just because I, I think that's, that's where this game is going to wind up. So, you know, my prediction is pretty high scoring, something like 35 to, 28 35 to 25 that that would be that would be my guess for a final score here um oh i'm bad at predictions um but i i do think that if the colts win they're going to win by more than three um i just don't see the texans being able to um slow them down one and i i i don't know that defense if anybody's ever watched the colts play the texans uh, they just have Deshaun figure it out. And so it, maybe it's a surprise. Maybe he really is hitting his stride, and uh, who knows. But uh, I I don't know if I would take – I'd probably take just the money line. I probably wouldn't take uh, any of the other betting aspects of it. If you're a super fan and you want to sleep at night, do what I always do, which is bet mostly on what you think your primary bet is here. For me, it would be the over. You know, put 75 80% of your dollars on that, and then put a $20 – um, parlay on the, the Texans money line. So meaning the Texans will win, um, which will be plus odds. So, you know, plus 200 odds, plus, you know, parlay that with the over and that'll give you a decent chunk of change. If you lose it, you know, uh, but, but the over still hits, you're going to win overall. And like we always say, if you lose all those bets, well, you know, fuck it. That's what gambling is all about. So like t- take a gamble, roll the dice on your team, money line parlay with the, uh, with the over. Um, I think that's, that's, that's how, if I were a super fan, I'd sleep at night. Yep. Nope. I agree. I think it's probably the smartest way to do it. All right, man. Well, you know, look, look forward to next week. Next week we'll give an update on where our season long bets are. Um, so, you know, the things like um, the, the win total seven and a half wins are over. Um, we, we, we bet on that. Um, we also bet on, uh, you know, some uh, Brandon cooks and Deshaun Watson uh, yardage props. So we'll talk about our progress there. I think we can put a pin. If you just let, let me know if you disagree, uh, James, but I think you can put a pin on our David Johnson to win the MVP award uh, too soon. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know, five games left, you know, back from concussion. No, I, I definitely, yeah, that was a reach. We knew that. But I think the Deshaun overage on yards, that was another one that we did. Yep. Um, and, and he's on pace to to smash that. I think he's at 3,700 right now. Yep, and, and Cooks is trailing in his uh, over-under, so we picked him to go over, I want to say, somewhere between 700 and 800 uh, yards for the season. Um, and I, I, he's not he's on not, track. He's, he's not on track. Well, okay, so I'll, I'll double-check the figure, but I, I I believe that he was behind. Is that but 719? The, 
Okay. Maybe it was in the, okay. So maybe if, it, if no matter what it is, if it's under a thousand, which I'm almost positive is he's on track. Maybe I was looking at a different receiver, but the, the point I was going to make was maybe this is a moot point because with um, Fuller out, it's almost certain that he's going to get more yardage per game uh, moving forward. So maybe, maybe yeah. that, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll report back to everybody. I'll actually have the figures in front of me and we'll, we'll figure out if, if our three bets that I feel like are, you know, still, legitimate for the season which is the over seven and a half wins for the team the deshaun watson yardage over and the brandy cooks yardage over uh we'll take a look at those yeah and i think for them to to yeah i know we'll get more into it next week but i think for them to uh to get to over seven and a half they would have to at least win one game against the colts yep well let's start it now take the money line in the over they win we we you know our seven and a half game uh starts to look more realistic and everything falls into place. That's that's what we'd like to see going into December as a gambler <laughs> for the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, we will be back next week. Uh we'll get a little bit more into some of the things that uh that Kyle was talking about and we'll make sure that we also recap our, our last week and what to look forward to uh in the following week. And with that being said, uh you know, I'm James signing off for Texans bets and we'll catch you guys next week. Good luck.